In Your Element is made just for you, the listener. If you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server, where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Now, on to the show. Welcome to episode 21 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Joining me today, once again, from across the world, is Matt Jeffrey. How you been, man? Yeah, good, bro, man. Um, Just getting through this winter months, man. How you been? Good, good. It's been uh, rainy over here lately, which is uncommon for the desert, but it's always welcome. Always good to have some rain out here. Yeah, I've, I've heard you get, like the most minute amount of rainfall every year so i don't oh, know yeah. how you guys like managed to get through it if i'm honest i mean all of southern california man it's been for because uh, i lived in san diego before this and it was the same thing i mean you get you get pockets of rainfall but nowhere near like what we should be getting i mean it's yeah it's it's been kinda like kind of like how we get pockets of sunshine instead <laughs> exactly it's, yeah just flip just flip-flop just, that <laughs> imagine like, it doesn't matter how- it doesn't matter how cold it is. You see that sunshine, just get the shorts on. Honestly, you got to take advantage of it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Except in the rain, no one really wants to go out and play in that. Yeah, yeah. No one cares I enjoy for it. that. No, no. I like it, though. I like, uh, I like you know, when you're when you're all bundled up inside, you got the rain going outside, or if you're trying to fall asleep. Oh, yeah, definitely. Super, yeah. super calming. So uh, what have you Most been playing definitely. lately? Right, so I just jumped back into or i say jumped back into but for the first time actually destiny 2 oh nice um and i managed to beat it in like two or three days like the base game yeah um awesome and i dude that game is dope as hell like I, I i had i had a great time with it um it's i think it's a massive step up from the first one for sure mm-hmm. yeah. um it's just more challenging like more challenging enemies like the, the worlds are a lot more interesting um like the kind of community-based challenge the the mm-hmm. pvp and the pve is, yeah. is 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 really good um i feel like they learned from the first destiny and they kind of they kind of went from there and they, they've they've made an all-round better game and the mm-hmm. story was a lot the story was a lot more engaging too i thought it was um, yeah the cutscenes yeah. really brought it together it felt like it was like they focused heavily on the story first uh which was pretty absent in the first game honestly yep did you get a chance to do the raid no so i've kind of so near the end of the game um commander i've forgotten his name now zavala yeah. Is his name? Well, yeah. He comes up to me and he's like, Yeah, you know, I've got I'm you know, I'm taking lead of the Vanguard again and I'm kind of opening all these raids up, but I don't think my my power isn't high enough. I don't want to jump in there. Oh yeah. I feel like if as soon as I jump in there, I'm just gonna get annihilated. So um what I will do, I managed to get quite high. I, I think I'm in like the two hundreds now on the power. Oh, okay. Um just off the base game. Right. But um I, I, I do want to get into Forsaken because um mm-hmm. Forsaken has has the, the minor uh the minor expansions as well. Um yeah. was it Curse of Osiris and mm-hmm. Warmind. Yeah. So yep. I kind of want to jump into that and kind of level up, keep leveling up a bit more. 
Yeah, um, I, I saw the uh, the legendary edition with Forsaken. I think was on sale or is on sale right now for twenty dollars mm. USD, which is, mm. I, I, if I recall, I think that includes everything, including Forsaken, right? It does. Yeah, it, oh, it, it includes the previous expansions too, and like the level mm. caps and, and yeah. all kinds of things. So I might I have to jump on that, dude. Yeah, I might have to because yeah. um, th that was the one thing that I noticed was missing from playing the campaign. Like I was. I was just missing having that that co-op partner with me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 an okay game. It's probably like a six or a seven out of yeah. ten on on your own. Yeah. But if you if you've got a buddy with you, it's it's a lot better, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's clearly the game's designed around uh, having a fire team with you and playing through those missions and playing through strikes and uh, the public events. I mean, how how much better are those when there's people i mean not not only for the the difficulty level but just the actual like cooperativeness uh of jumping into those in the open world anytime i'd be like grinding those out and there's no one in the world it felt like what's the point of this what am i doing you know but when there's people yeah. around yeah. that's the, the game becomes a whole different entity at that point yeah it's uh, a whole different beast like you you find yourself just plowing through all the story missions on your own and you kind of yeah. it kind of feel it almost feels like a pointless exercise Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah i do like how they uh introduced the subclasses or not the subclasses but like eh, yeah the subclasses mm. like your powers and stuff how they yeah, kind of made really you cool. yeah, go through cool. that like forest area and kind of like learn them one by one i thought that was kind of neat yeah it's really cool um when you're back in the edz and it's um uh -huh. it, it's really cool like what what were you were you a titan or a hunter or a warlock or i was a warlock yeah, first yeah, hell yeah. game. Hell yeah, Warlock, Warlock, man. Warlock. Yeah. Warlock all day, Love man. It. It's all about that yeah. magic, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did try and do a hunter uh, secondary class in the first game, and I leveled it up. And then uh, the in Destiny Two, I actually had my hunter like almost neck and neck with my warlock. Um, and hunters got some cool stuff in Destiny Two. Uh, the like the bow and arrows kind of dope. Um, and obviously like the. The, the gun uh final the super that they get you get like that, that golden gun or whatever that has like the crazy yeah. one shot that shit's cool but i'm terrible as hell with pistols so i felt like i'm just all over the place i'm much better with the just, warlock stuff yeah <laughs> just, AOE just, kind of, and, just kind of like close like close quarters like action yeah. is not my thing yeah if same. i can strike them from a distance which i can with warlock i can just kind of float around the map yeah exactly and just kind of just like launching like orbs of light at them and yeah that, that's that's what i'm all about yeah hell yeah well damn dude uh once you get up to light level um we got to bring you through the raid because we had i could probably get the group back together that we had um when we were playing through a destiny 2 when it came out because the the first raid i don't know about the subsequent raids that came out since i don't have the expansions but the first raid was good um it was very very difficult at first once you get it down then it's simple just like in previous games but uh, we we were banging our head against the wall in the beginning when there wasn't really a whole lot uh, yeah, known about imagine. it. You know, it was uh, it's it's an experience for sure. Yeah, uh, I've been playing a, a game called Starlink: Battle for Atlas, which came out last year. It's a Ubisoft game. It's on all platforms. Uh, they have it on discount right now. Uh, I picked it up at GameStop. They have it now on discount everywhere: Amazon, Best Buy, Target, Walmart. They're all uh, twenty nine ninety nine for the starter pack um normally it's 75 dollars for that starter pack which comes with like a it's basically like a toys to life game so if you remember like skylanders or disney infinity those kind of things yeah yeah, um, yeah. ubisoft came to the game like, like, way uh, late. like amiibos and things like that right 
Exactly. Yeah. So the whole purpose of this game is you basically have like a, a physical ship uh, that you that you build and, and add things onto, add different weapons, switch out the pilot with and, and all of that stuff is happening in game. Um, but what's cool That's about this cool. game. Yeah, I've always I've, I've kind of admired the toys to life stuff from afar. I never really dove into like the one that I wanted to get into uh, was Lego Dimensions just because uh, I grew up with Legos. I love Legos. Uh, but damn, dude, those things are so expensive when you consider adding on all the different characters and packs and level packs and stuff. So it's a money pit. I yeah. learned I learned that with Disney Infinity. I was a huge Disney Infinity fan uh, when those when that game came out, uh, just collecting all of the different characters and packs and stuff. But geez, dude, it adds up so quickly. And then they just dropped it like one day, you know, oh, Disney Infinity's done. And you're like, great. I'm glad I invested in that. because yeah, It's dead. I was I was. <laughs> I felt so bad for everyone who had invested in that because yeah. could you imagine like if you've just spent like the last bunch of years like collecting all kinds of things? Yeah, and that then... was me. <laughs> right? It sucked Dude, ass. I, I, know, I know it was a big thing. I know it yeah. was a big thing. Sure, especially, yeah. on, especially on your side. Yeah, but, um, I think I think they they did yeah. make the right call. They they kind of pulled out of the Toys to Life thing like right as it started to, to feel stale. Um, Skylanders shortly thereafter, Activision dropped them. Um, Lego Dimensions isn't being supported any longer either. I think they were probably the last one to continue releasing these packs. So kind of a weird choice for Ubisoft to get in uh, and show that off at E3 last year um, that they're entering the Toys to Life market uh, probably three years too late. So um, kind of an odd choice. But what is nice about this game is you can buy it uh, digitally and you don't need any of the um, toys or whatever uh, to play through that the digital deluxe version comes with everything basically unlocked and then you can switch them out All in right. um, same with even the physical version that I've got you can play without basically uh, on the switch it comes with like a special controller that has uh, kind of a, an attachment where you can place all the parts onto and you slide your joy-con into oh. both sides of that and actually play with that controller so you have like this big ass ship right in your face um it sounds weird it's actually <laughs> Dude, it's not, yeah it's not too I'd bad down I'd, that's, I'd be down for that yeah but you can play completely without the toys if you just want to play the actual game so even for 30 dollars, just playing through the game uh i'd say is definitely a good call what's cool about the switch version though is on the uh nintendo side they've got a Star Fox exclusive um like basically Dude. story in the game so uh, a lot of people are buying this because supposedly it's the best star fox game that's not actually Star Fox branded uh, that's come out in, you know, probably since the, the N64 days with Star Fox 64. Just really fluid uh, space combat. Um, it's it's kind of a, a hybrid game. It feels very much like they took a lot of the DNA from No Man's Sky. So that space exploration, uh, different planet exploration, yep. uh, scanning and and like, you know, uh, the, the enemies. I, I feel like... Um... Star Fox was a hidden gem, dude. I, I just, I just had to throw mm -hmm. that out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw, I saw um, a bunch of stuff about um, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Like, was it last year or mm -hmm. two years ago that they started hyping that game up? You know, I with think the whole like the attachments and everything. And I think and it was, was two years ago. Yeah, but last year was it with yeah. the first time it, it flew onto my radar. No pun intended. Uh, mm. At E three. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. what caught my eye actually was the Star Fox stuff because, you know, they're, they're showing this game that looks, you know, pretty generic as far as like space shooters go. They've got kind of uh, an animated style for the characters. It looks a little like Pixar-y at, at points. 
And then out of nowhere, they just flash over and Star Fox is there with the whole crew. And you're like, whoa, what? What? What happened? I remember, I remember they were showing like a clip and they yeah. show they showed Star Fox and everyone just lost their collective minds. Yeah. It was just it was unreal, man. That guy's still got some uh that mascot at least has still got some presence in the in the oh, industry, which is absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I really want to shout out Ubisoft has been doing a great job with their partnerships uh, over the past couple of years with Nintendo. So this is, uh, you know, the most recent partnership. But if you don't recall, the year before that, we got uh, Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle, yep. which was uh, kind of like which an XCOM style really shooter. Game. Oh, which my gosh. Really cool game. That was I still feel like that game is not getting the credit it's deserved. It's wonderful. Yeah, um, as, I, um, as party games go, that was that was good fun. Yeah, because you could that play co-op and stuff with with your buddy or, yeah, or whatnot, and there's a whole separate yeah, campaign for that. Yeah, very very fun game. So I'm um, excited to see what Ubisoft does in the future with Nintendo partnerships. So the other game that I was playing through recently, and not not so much a game, more of a, a short short experience, was the Resident Evil Two one shot demo. Did you get a chance to play that yet, Matt? I don't think we got it yet on the store. Um, oh. I was looking around for it and I couldn't find it, but I heard yeah. it's just like a, it's like a little 30 minute experience, yeah. right? It does is. Does it start yeah. from the beginning of the game or does it jump you in like halfway through or? You know, it, uh, again, I don't really re remember Resident Evil 2 uh, from when I played it on PlayStation 1. Um, so I don't know, okay. but from, from what I can gather, it feels like it's the very beginning because Leon's just arriving at the right. police station and uh yeah, shit's yeah, going yeah. down yeah, so that's the beginning yeah okay that's near yeah. the beginning yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah uh so again I, I i don't really remember too much of this game um i think i didn't i definitely did not own it i know for sure i think i played it at a friend's house or watched them play it because i was scared uh those games scared the shit out of me when i was younger oh. um i think the first one i Dude. owned actually was the just the remake on gamecube just resident evil if i recall the uh the scariest one for me growing up was Number three. Number Nemesis. three. Okay. And that was ugh, that was the only one that I owned. I, I have no yeah. idea to this day why my mum let me buy it. <laughs> but but I was uh I was at a friend's like junkyard sale. He was moving out and yeah. he was uh he was just selling some stuff in the like in the front driveway. Like he had basically a bunch of stuff just on this desk and I'm mm -hmm. just walking around. I had a PS one at the time. This is like the late nineties and um early two thousands. Yeah, and I'm just looking around, and I saw I saw Resi Three there, and I was I just picked it up, and I was like, "This looks scary as hell." I, I just I can't wait to just go home and just play this. And mm -hmm. he, he sold it for me. He sold it to me for like three pounds, like it was nothing. Like it was just I took it back and I played it, and I I think it scarred me to the point where oh yeah, to the point where I kind of love it now. Yeah, like Resident Evil is just that kind of game, and the, and the franchise is really picking up steam again, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And uh, I um, so. I enjoyed my time with uh, with this demo, honestly. So, yeah, it's a 30 minute demo. It's called the one shot demo because you, you truly only get one shot at it, basically. Um, and if you're able to clear the demo, then they give you a, a special trailer at the end, which I'm sure you can find online by now. That kind of shows off um, uh, a neat little Easter egg from Resident Evil 2 at the end. Uh, but game looks great. The gameplay is solid. It, awesome. it it feels uh, it feels like they took a lot of the DNA from uh, uh, last year's Resident Evil Seven and um, and mm. really brought back a lot of the Resident Evil Two uh, atmosphere and vibe and and the control scheme feels comfortable. It's not. It doesn't feel as like bad and tanky as as it felt like the clunkiness of the PlayStation One version. So 
uh yeah i'm excited who's um who's working on the remaster do capcom have anything to do with it or yeah yeah it's capcom it it's a, it's a full capcom remake oh uh-huh. excellent yeah that's so very cool they've got the whole project in their hands it's coming out uh 25th i believe of this month very very excited uh, it was a game that i was I was uh, admiring from afar. I, I saw, you know, it seems like everybody in the industry is just uh, overhyped for this game. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Resident Evil. It's again, it's a series that uh, I've played bits and pieces of. But uh, after playing this demo, I, I'm definitely going to be picking this game up. It, it was very fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> 30 minutes was, was you, too I short. You, I urge you to do that. And then once you're done with that, you have to get Resident Evil 7, dude. Yeah, I know. I, I'm it's... so I'm I've been waiting for a discount. It's been on sale quite a few times. Um, but I the reason that I really want to play that game is in VR because I've heard it's one of the best experiences and simultaneously one of the uh, scariest experiences you can get on VR. So I don't know if I, I can. I think I think that, it probably but... is the I think it's the most authentic experience. Yeah. VR. Yeah. Um, but... It will. Yeah. It will. It will scare the shit out of anyone, dude. Oh man, I, I played the demo for it before the game came out and that scared me. I was like, oh shit, going into that like kitchen, the house and that, I was like, I don't know about this. Nah. <laughs> dude, dude, it's dude, it's the, it's like the color palette of the game. Yeah. Like you're like you're like outside the house before you go in and everything is kind of like that weird kind of dingy kind of brown yeah. like and green and you're just yeah. like, man, I can't deal with this. This just reminds you of like those like horrible kind of teen kind yeah. of horror movies in the late yeah. 90s yes like just yeah. like oh no i can't deal with that no 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 i was getting like uh texas chainsaw massacre vibes from that from right. that demo Serious. i was like uh is someone gonna just it's, it's really bad yeah when you get in the house dude that's when it starts getting really bad oh jesus oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> i know i'm gonna bad. play it one day but i'm gonna have to play with all the lights on have my girlfriend with me and all make, that make, so literally make sure your girlfriend is like sat right next to you like <laughs> like holding your arm <laughs> she, she needs to be there dude i'm gonna i'm gonna do the same thing with my girlfriend yeah she, she's not she's not even like the biggest video game fan in the world yeah but in terms of like an interactive like an interactive experience i'm gonna have to have her there with me for sure oh yeah have you played until dawn on playstation 4 dude i never scratched it unfortunately okay that's i, was, a, that, uh, I that really wanted to really really yeah. wanted to that's a game that you can play with her uh that you i think you guys would both get a kick out of uh i played that one with uh mm-hmm. with my girlfriend emily a couple years ago and we passed the controller yeah. back and forth um and it's it's really cool there's a lot of decision making and uh exploration and it's just the right amount of scariness uh, to keep you like enthralled in the in what's happening, and it's a very very good game. I yeah, think that's it's, good. Uh, I think it's twenty twenty dollars now. Uh, you can probably catch it mm. on sale for quite a bit less. It, it, you know, in fact, it was uh it was free on PlayStation Plus months back. So I was, I was gonna say, yeah, it was like um I think it was like August or July. Yeah, or some, sometime in the summer last year. I think it was uh-huh. one of the PS Plus games games for the month. Yeah, and I was very close to downloading it. For sure. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you do catch it on sale or, or whatnot, then that's a that's a good one uh, for sure. Especially for couples, uh, for people that aren't really into video games, uh, she she will get a <laughs> kick out of that for sure. For 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 pussies, basically, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like scary game light. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> light version. Light edition. Yeah. All right. Well, before that's we begin, right. I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find in your element online. Uh, my website is inyourelementpodcast.com. Find me on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast, 
on Twitter at IYE Podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, consider visiting patreon.com slash inyourelement and supporting at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad-free. Gain a Patreon-exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And this week, I'd like to thank our latest patron, Matt, for joining the In Your Element community. And if you have <laughs> any, that is you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, no, you are welcome, bro. Thanks, dude. Uh, and if you have any gaming-related questions that you'd like me to answer, email me at hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I will answer your questions on the next episode of In Your Element. So let's move over to the news. The biggest news story that broke recently is that Activision and Bungie have parted ways and Bungie is retaining all rights to Destiny. They will be moving the publishing in-house as well. These two have worked together for over eight years since before the original Destiny even shipped. And it's been a tumultuous ride between releases and DLC updates for the shared world shooter. But this seems like a healthy move for both parties. Destiny 2 has in many ways failed to live up to the expectations of the community and has only been redeemed by the most recent Forsaken expansion. Even so, there were reports late last year that Activision said Destiny 2 did not meet their sales standards, which had to drive the two further apart. There probably won't be any noticeable changes for a while. As Bungie stated, quote, we'll continue to deliver on the existing Destiny roadmap and we're looking forward to releasing more seasonal experiences in the coming months, the company said as well as surprising our community with some exciting announcements about what lies beyond, end quote. Uh, Matt, what's your take on this story? Uh, I, think it, I think it can only mean good things for the franchise going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember when the first Destiny got revealed, like, what was it, 2013 or 14? Yeah, it was like right and, at the launch um, of a PlayStation 4. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, they, I remember the, the opening scene is when you land just outside that wall in old Russia. Yeah. And they were just kind of like, and they were kind of saying like, everything you see and everything you, you do in this game, you can achieve. Like you can, you can go there basically. Yeah. It was kind of like a false expectation. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> so, when, so when you got into the, the physical game itself, when it was released and you had to like jump in and out of all these menus to go to each different planet and things like, and things like that. Mm-hmm. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't really the game I think that people were expecting. Yeah. I have a funny feeling that maybe Bungie were going for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, a more open game, but maybe Activision were kind of rushing it out. Yeah. A little bit. So oh, yeah. now obviously yeah, with, with Bungie, yeah, with Bungie having control over it now, I, I don't see why they can't finally make the game that they they originally intended to. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing, and, and this is kind of a general consensus, is the uh, annualized releases has really hurt the game. So uh, Activision, you know, they've got their own financial uh, investors that they need to please uh, on and shipping out a, a new Destiny title or big expansion uh, every year is going to help drive that bottom line. So I think not having to answer to wall street is going to probably be the biggest uh, relief for Bungie going forward. And I would be uh, not surprised if the releases for the game get spread out more. So maybe every two years uh, we get a new big title or big destiny update um, with, you know, some DLC sprinkled in between, but not having to push out such a big game or like almost a relaunch of the game every year. Cause this isn't a franchise that needs to be annualized. This is a game that they could create, just a game again called Destiny and not ship a new SKU 
and have uh, that that game evolve over time. I mean, uh, look at Fortnite. I think, you know. uh, I think they need to have. I think they need to have more like baked into the original release. Yeah. So, for example, with Destiny Three, <clears throat> yeah. they can just drop Destiny Three and make it a more expansive game right out the gate. Yeah. Um, and like you said, yeah, maybe just drop drop the first DLC, maybe eighteen months, twenty four months down the line. Yeah, they just they would have to have a good a good plan of supporting that game because you don't want to it it's a delicate balance for sure of of dropping content. You don't want to starve the people for too long of content because then the community leaves. Uh, but you also don't want to saturate it so much that it's it's bad content because it didn't get time it needed to to complete. So I don't know what the magic exactly. number is, but I think the annualized releases is probably uh, an unnecessary thing for Destiny. I think you know let it let it bake a little while as you said in the oven a, a longer and uh maybe an extra six months in there and you put out a really polished product that people uh enjoy and, and it, it's reviewed well and everything exactly exactly yeah uh second news story late last week sony's social media manager justin massengill posted an article on the official playstation blog detailing the top downloads of 2018 for the playstation store these categories included top ps4 games top PSVR games, top free-to-play games, and more. The top PlayStation 4 titles downloaded in 2018 were as follows. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 at number one. Number two was Red Dead Redemption 2. Number three was Marvel's Spider-Man. Number four, God of War. Number five, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number six, NBA 2K19. Number seven, FIFA 19. Number eight, Monster Hunter World Number nine, Far Cry 5, and number 10, Madden NFL 19. What is your take on this list? And this is, uh, this is the US list, of course. So this is different. Yeah, from yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, for sure. Um, I think um, it, it's kind of as expected. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know it's kind of, well, I mean, Call of Duty is, well, that just proves like no matter how big Red Dead Redemption was going to be, Call of Duty was probably always going to beat it. Yeah, that's um, still crazy to me. I think, but if you look back in the past, like there's been some really big games coming out in certain years. Like for example, in 2013, we had GTA Five, we had Bioshock Infinite, we had The Last of Us. Yeah. And I think Call of Duty Ghosts was still topping them in sales. Jeez. Yeah. So if if you look at if you look at it like that, it just shows what a brand name can do. Mm -hmm. um, plus, Blackout Four. Uh, sorry, not Blackout Four. Black Ops Four was probably you know, one of the best Call of Duties in probably five or six years. I, so, I agree. yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, if it, good games will always sell. I mean, Infinite Warfare was hot garbage and it didn't sell. Right, so, right. It's no surprise, really. But I mean, God of War down in fourth place, Spider-Man uh, outselling yeah. God of War. That's, yeah. that's quite surprising. Yeah. Um, I have to think that uh, having Spider-Man bundled in the, the PlayStation 4 holiday bundle probably helped boost that one up a little bit more. But still, I, I, would, I would say so. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was. So this list is um, counting attachment rate as well, is it? Not just oh, you know separate. what? Nope. this is just uh, this is a digital digital download list. But now that I'm thinking about it, um, yeah, no, this probably wouldn't be including the console ones. I don't know if those were yeah. digital copies or not, but either way, um, mm. it is it is surprising to see that up there. But I, I now that I'm thinking about it, uh, they, there's probably a I lot more wonder, brand recognition with Spider-Man than there is God of War. 
I yeah, there's probably a lot of brand recognition with Spider-Man, but I also wonder because God of War had no DLC, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and Sp- yeah. and Spider-Man did. When yeah. people were finding out that that DLC was dropping for Spider-Man, they probably wanted to go back and buy the base game as well. Yeah. yeah. So that probably didn't hurt sales. Mm-hmm. I would have thought. Um, yeah. GTA Five, that's crazy. It's still in the top five. That's that's over five years old now. That game. Yeah, um, it'll it's gonna be six years six years old this year. Uh, interesting fact that yes. I found out about Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, it has now sold more than all of the modern GTA games combined. So that's GTA Three, uh, Vice City, San Andreas, and Grand Theft Auto Four. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five has now sold over ninety million copies, which totals uh, six billion dollars, and that is more than all four of those games combined. Insane, <laughs> and still. I think after- that is. I think. I think I heard that GTA Five is the most. Is the highest grossing entertainment product of all time you are correct yeah so uh more than star wars more than marvel more than uh i mean whatever whatever else is bigger than those guys uh yeah grand theft auto 5 that is some that is some achievement that is some achievement yeah i i'm it's amazing that this game continues i think uh last year it was it sold 17 million copies in 2017 which if you consider that's more than most games, uh, you know, big titles that came out in 2017. So that's more than Breath of the Wild sold. That's more than Super Mario Odyssey sold. I mean, and this is a game that's... That's, that's more than a lot of games will do in their lifetime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was just its fifth year on the market <laughs> or their fourth year on it's the market just, at that point. It's, like, it's just amazing. Like, incredible. It, and, and it also makes you wonder about um, how they're going to approach GTA 6 yeah because you think you think do they really need to rush it out now or i, I mean, mean obviously no they, no yeah. definitely not i'm I'm thinking we're not going to see gta 6 for another two or three years at least oh yeah i could say probably even further out than that i mean we just got red dead and then uh what yeah. the time frame between grand theft auto 5 and red dead was five years so yeah maybe two to three years mm-hmm. uh or, or a bit longer than that but yeah there's definitely no rush the game's continuing to sell they're still adding to online, so online is really what's driving yeah. those numbers, I imagine. Most people aren't probably picking it up for yeah. the campaign at this point, but um, yeah. Uh, I'm, no, I'm... I, yeah. If you don't know what happens in the game, you didn't complete the game, did you? No, I didn't, and I really don't care. The, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. The campaign, yeah. the campaign was it was kind of cool though. Like the way yeah. the way it played, the way it plays out at the end was 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 really cool. Yeah, I like um, the take with the three characters. That was uh, that was fun. Uh, switching between those guys. That's, was fun. That's, that's what uh, that's what blew it open for me. Like yeah. when they were showing the little the little featurettes and stuff before the game came out, and yeah. uh, showing you like how the game plays, like how you switch between characters, and that was that was a major selling point for me before GTA Online became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's GTA is just ridiculous. Rockstar have just they've knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, so it's interesting that you know Red Dead obviously is near the top of this list because it just came out. Do you think that we're going to see Red Dead Redemption on the top list for years to come, like Grand Theft Auto? Um, no, no. I think I think that's well for because well, from what I'm hearing, like um, Red Dead Online is is kind of is kind of bombing quite hard. Yeah, I I, um, I know you and I jumped in for a moment, uh, which was fun. You know, we played for uh, probably about two hours that day, and uh, you were going yeah, through a lot so. of the interest stuff, but. You know, it was it was fun. It was fine. I think it was just it was better experience having somebody else there. But 
uh, it, it's not anything that's that's compelling me to go back to it at this point, at least. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Mm-hmm. I don't Which know if bummer. they've got a strong. I don't know if they've got like a strong like roadmap or anything for for updates or expansions online or yeah. because at the moment I think it's still I think it's still fairly basic, isn't it? They don't have any special special things in there they just dropped a battle royale mode but it's only 32 players i think so it's not a full like 100 Mm. map but they did just add that in um i saw the news story for that a couple weeks back and that was the last i heard of it haven't seen any any like gameplay of it or, or much talk about it at all so i have to imagine it's not uh it's not lighting the world on fire which is a bummer yeah, I, haven't, but... I haven't i haven't heard a whole lot which is a shame because the single yeah. player campaign was was stunning so yeah yeah i guess it's just two different i guess it's just two different ecosystems red dead redemption and gta so that you have to treat it with two different two different pairs of glasses yeah i think it also hurts too that they're they're kind of uh focused so heavily on this one setting whereas grand theft auto can explore anything because it's a modern city game they can they can do the crazy exactly. flying cards and all that shit whereas they're a lot more limited with the western setting i mean uh you know there's there's like talks that yeah, maybe right. we'll get like a a cowboys versus aliens type thing since there is some hinting at aliens in the game maybe they can bring that stuff that in would too. be yeah, I, that would be exciting. I would be, be trying really to play fun. that. Yeah, but I mean, you can't deviate too far from that formula. You can't. You're not going to bring in cars, obviously. So, uh, yeah, of they're, course. they're very limited in, in kind of the the content that they can add, which is a bummer. But that's kind of the it, when, especially how realistic they're taking this game. I don't, I don't expect them to to go too far off of that formula, which is a bummer. I think, but, GTA, I think GTA is just a bit more relatable at the end of the day, and that's yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the next story, uh, 2018's indie darling Celeste turns one this month and developer Matt Thorson is not finished working on it yet. He took to Twitter last week discussing some up some upcoming free DLC for the game. Uh, he also mentioned that the game has sold over 500,000 copies since it came out last year and the developer wants to celebrate by adding what he is calling farewell levels as the wind down production on uh, as the game winds down production. Uh, he mentioned that it will be one continuous chapter without any B-sides. He also mentioned that it will be the hardest content offered in the game thus far and will feature some new items and mechanics. There won't be any strawberries to collect, unfortunately, but it should offer up a nice challenge for those hungry for more content. Thorson also teased that they will be announcing what's next for the team this year. Uh, Matt, are you ready for a bit more Celeste? Uh, hell yeah. Like That <laughs> game is kind of like... I don't know. It kind of just like rejuvenated kind of like my love for kind of old fashioned gaming. Uh-huh. It just yeah. kind of, it was, it was so cool. Like, but, it, but the beauty of the game was in the simplicity. I, yes. I thought for, mm-hmm. for me, um, mm-hmm. it had such a cool little like style, like very cool, um, like art direction and yeah. like the, and like the, like the, the kind of story hidden in the game was, was great. And, oh, it was um, brilliant. And just all the little functions, like the little gameplay features and like the little, for example, like just like the little dash that you can do and, mm-hmm. um, and how you have to kind of wait and recharge it and kind of go again. It's just, it's just a very simple game, but mm-hmm. at its core, that's what makes it so great. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, I can't wait to play a little bit more. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited to jump back into that game. Um, did you get a chance to play any of the B-sides in the game? 
I didn't, unfortunately. I heard that I heard yeah. they were they were out and about in in the wild, and I was yeah. going to kind of maybe jump in at some point. Yeah. Um, but it it kind of just fell off my radar, unfortunately. Yeah. I I was playing them um uh, once I completed the game initially, just kind of jumping in, and they're very very difficult. So, uh, if you're looking for a challenge, I would start with the B sides. It sounds like this new content we're gonna get is significantly harder than all of those already. So it's gonna be for I I know for myself going back in after not playing this game for almost a year is gonna be difficult. Um, I'm gonna have to kind of go through some of the uh, maybe end of the game levels to get my training wheels spinning again um, before yeah, jumping thinking, into this stuff. I'm thinking I'm probably gonna have to do the same thing. I yeah. I played it. I played it pretty shortly after it came out originally. Yeah, me too. Um, and I don't think I've played it. I don't think for about, I don't know, maybe maybe 10 months, I'd yeah, say. I'm probably 10, in 11 same... months. So I, uh -huh. I need to kind of, yeah, I think I might have to go down the same route, jump in and kind of just get get a feel for the controls again before I, yeah. before I do anything else. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to be banging my head on the wall on these uh, yeah. harder levels. <laughs> like, 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 how did I play this game to begin with? Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the amazing thing about that game and kind of how it parallels the story of of Madeline and, and climbing the mountain, the metaphorical mountain, as well as the physical is that you see yeah. how much better your skills get uh, as you climb that mountain with her. You go from the very mm -hmm. beginning and, uh, you know, things are easy, but they they give you a bit of a challenge along the way. There's always a bit of a challenge, but after completing that game, I went very I went back to the very beginning, and I was like, man, this is a cakewalk. And it's something that uh you know I went through some of the early puzzles, and I'm like, this had me stumped uh, at this point in time. And you go back with a with a, a more refined pair of eyes, and it's it's a cakewalk. It's just crazy how how yeah. much you you actually physically grow while you're playing that game. It's amazing. You can't Brilliant. you can't really believe. You can't really believe how you ever got stuck on a previous level. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? This yeah, is it's... so easy now. I, I see it right away. Yeah. You know? Did yeah. you ever play? Going off topic a little bit. Did mm -hmm. you ever play uh, Professor Layton? Any of the Professor Layton games on the DS? Or no, I did anything not. Like that? No. Did you hear of them? I know of them. I just have not played them. It's the same kind of principle. I mean, obviously, it's a little. It's a little bit of a game but it's one of those yeah. games where at the very start of the game you're kind of tricked out by the whole thing and then you beat the game you go back and play it if you want to and then you can't believe how easy the early levels are yeah. and um celeste i noticed um i didn't well funnily enough with celeste i didn't actually beat the base game i got very close okay um however a friend of mine did and i was i was with him and uh we went back he went back to the beginning started playing it and he was just beating the early the early oh, part yeah. of the game like 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 it was nothing so yeah. i think i might have to jump back in definitely oh yeah please go back and finish the game though because it's amazing that final level uh where you're climbing the mountain is is one of the coolest moments in gaming it's very difficult but it's very very rewarding when you get through it i was i was literally approaching that area yeah. so i mean i was i was very i think i was very close to the end game so to speak yeah yeah, I, that's a game that I, I'd like to go back and just replay. Honestly, I don't replay a lot of games, but it, it was such a short experience in, in the you know grand scheme of things. It wasn't that long, you know, maybe 10 hours or so, eight to 10 hours. So I could I could jump back in there and play through Celeste again, maybe do that before the DLC comes out. So I'm ready to go. Uh, well, we've got a lot of games to cover. So let's jump over to our featured discussion for the week. Uh, last week, my guest Josiah and I discussed the top Nintendo Switch games that we're looking forward to in 2019. And this week, Matt and I will be discussing the top PlayStation 4 games that we're looking forward to. And boy, there's a lot of good games coming out this year. 
Uh, two that are coming out very shortly that I'm personally looking forward to are Kingdom Hearts 3 and Resident Evil 2, which we mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, so those are going to be coming out very soon, so we won't spend too much time on those because, you know, they've already been discussed so heavily elsewhere. Uh, so the first game that I do want to bring up, though, that I'm excited for this year uh, is Anthem, which is coming out on uh, February 22nd, so uh, just about a month or so away. And uh, this is the new shared world shooter from BioWare, the team that's uh, responsible for the Mass Effect series and the Dragon Age series of games. And according to EA's website, the description for the game is, Upon an unfinished world, humanity struggles to survive in a savage environment full of diverse threats. Equipped with incredible javelin exosuits, a faction known as the Freelancers seeks to tip the balance in mankind's favor. So, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Anthem? I am skeptical, but hopeful. Yeah. Um, I was watching the, um, the iGen first for Anthem. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll be honest, it does look kind of promising. Like the, the early footage I saw, yeah, like a year or t- like a year and a half ago or something, when they first kind of dropped it, um, was I was kind of meh about it. I wasn't really. I was kind of half in and half out with it. Yeah. And then, um, but the most recent gameplay I've seen for it looks looks really good. Um, I kind of love the whole kind of traversal, um, mm-hmm. the kind of vert- the verticality of the world. Yeah, uh, and how apparently apparently it came out today or yesterday uh, that every single thing you can do in that game um, you can do with a friend, and it includes matchmaking. Yeah, which is, that's very cool. Which is really cool. So that's that's almost like a one up on Destiny, really. Oh yeah, yeah, because you're guaranteed um, to have somebody with you at any point if you get stuck. Which is which is awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm all in for it. Yeah, I think the the coolest part, uh, no question, is the the javelins flying. The javelins looks so much fun. Uh, I, I've heard a lot of people saying it's it looks like Iron Man the game, uh, flying that around. So <laughs> I'm ready, man. Like, I think uh, like Iron Man three with like all yeah, of those uh, all of the, all suits. Of the mech suits. And, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looks awesome. I think that that traversal is very unique. Uh, I think the the third person perspective is interesting to see how they handle that. You know, Destiny and The Division are uh, both first person. Destiny's got some moments of third person as well, but uh, very uh, traditional. Uh, the third person perspective is going to be interesting to see how that plays uh, in a game like this. So uh, I think um, I think Bioware specialize in the third person, though. So yeah, um, oh, they for sure do. Yeah, that's the, that's the, their I'm other. Sure, I'm sure they'll nail it. Yeah, but uh, I'm excited to see what they've done. I was uh, I was a big fan of the Mass Effect games. Uh, I didn't really get too into the Dragon Age games. I played Inquisition uh, back in the year that that came out, and it didn't click for me. I uh, haven't gone and played any of the others, but I, I obviously I love Mass Effect. I love anything space-related, so uh, I'm all in oh, on yeah. this, man. This looks like a, another flavor of Destiny to me, but I think it'll be different enough that it's going to separate itself. Uh, the biggest question mark right now is just the roadmap for the game. You know What the support looks like, how often it's coming, uh, if this game is is going to have any uh, questionable microtransactions that pop up at some point, even though it sounds like they're not going to do that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Anthem I is, hope it doesn't uh, go down the normal the normal EA route. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to know by now that, that they left a bad taste in people's mouths with uh, Battlefront and uh, Battlefield, just kind of the way that they've handled those games. Um, I think they they hopefully have learned from their mistakes. So we'll see. Uh, 
Matt, turning okay. it over. Yeah. Turning it over to you, uh, what game are you looking forward to to start? So we have the Division 2. Um, I'm super stoked for this game. Um, it's, the first one was incredible, and uh, mm-hmm. I can't wait to jump back in for the second one. Um, mm-hmm. It releases on the 15th of March, and right. this was the description. Uh, Washington, D.C. is on the brink of collapse. Lawlessness and instability threaten our society, and rumors of a coup in the capital are only amplifying the chaos. All active division agents are desperately needed to save the city before it's too late. I think with the setting of kind of like New York City um, and everything they had before, Mm -hmm. they can only do a great job now in building a more believable world with Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, Based on the previous trailers that I've seen, they haven't shown too much of the game, actually, Division 2, I don't think. But um, yeah. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. If they can just build some more kind of um, uh, more activities into the game baked into like the storyline um, yeah. and you can like level up your character because like the modifications and everything in the, in the, in the first game was absolutely fantastic. The way you leveled up your character and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great game. I don't know how much of the first game you played, but um, zero. Yeah, it was fantastic. I, didn't, I didn't play any of the first game. Um, I, it, was, uh, it was really good. Yeah, really I heard good. I heard a lot of good things about it. Um, I actually saw it on sale for like seven ninety nine or nine ninety nine recently for the first game, and I was like, man, at that price, I feel like I should just jump in. But now the Division Two is so close, I don't know if it's worth it. But so now that you've got experience with uh, with Destiny Two, um, a little bit more updated, I guess, feel of that game, and comparing it to yeah. the Division, um, what what are your pros and cons between those two? So I was hoping you'd bring this up, actually, because I think the two games are more comparable than what some people think. Yeah. Um, I think The Division 2 is... Uh, I think The Division 2 is a lot more dense. Mm-hmm. Or The Division, I should say. The Division was a lot more dense than the two Destiny games. Yeah. In terms of uh, loot and the world um, and just how believable and authentic it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's very hard to say that a space game is authentic in terms of <laughs> Destiny. Yeah. Um, but The Division was great. Like, the world just felt very believable and it felt very... You always felt that at any point someone could jump in and just ruin your whole game yeah. with, with, uh, with The Division. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you're always on, like, your wits, kind of figuring out where to go and like all the safe houses and things like that. It, it was, I feel it was a lot more lived in and there was a lot more of a community I felt in the division. Okay. Interesting. Um, it, compared to, compared to destiny. Whereas the action itself and the gameplay itself and the combat I thought was maybe slightly better in destiny. Okay. So yeah, I mean, they, they both have pros and cons, um, yeah. but I think if the division two can strike up, the cons of the first division, then it's going to be an exceptional game. Yeah. I'm excited to see how it does fare against destiny. Now that forsaken's out now that the, you know, it's, it's been redeemed a bit more. Uh, I don't know how active the community is over there now. Um, it, it definitely will be interesting to see when Anthem comes out. And then right after that, the division, we're going to have three really big heavy hitting shared world shooters, all operating simultaneously, which is going to be, a. Uh, uh, an, an interesting experiment to see to say the least uh yeah i i definitely didn't play the the first game i actually didn't uh play too much of the tom clancy games in general so rainbow six uh counter or 
uh, not Counter Strike. I'm sorry, Rainbow Six. What are some of the other ones? I'm forgetting now. Uh, uh, I think Rainbow Six. You've got Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, all uh, those. Yeah, Ghost Recon, Splinter Cell is pretty cool. I um, like Splinter Cell. That is actually a game that I, I. But again, the last time I played that was uh, back on GameCube, I think. So it's been. It's oh man, been a long time, man. Yeah. Holy, holy, holy moly! That must uh, have been like. That must have been like Chaos Theory or something. Or uh, no, I think or it was. Or... I think it was just Splinter Cell. Like at the time, it was like I think oh, that was the original. Splinter I think oh the original. <laughs> yeah. So I missed. Dude. I missed uh, all of the like black blacklists and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I... black blacklist was blacklist was good. Conviction mm-hmm. was good. Um, yeah, um, I think they were my two favorites. Definitely awesome. Yeah, that's a, a game that uh, I have heard some rumors that may, we might be seeing a new a new uh, Splinter Cell this year. Uh, who, who knows? We'll see if, if they end up coming through on that one. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I think so. Yeah, because uh, isn't uh, Sam Fisher made a made a guest appearance in Ghost Ghost Recon Wildlands, didn't he? Yeah, which is like why? So... I mean, why else? Yeah, why else would they bring him in there? That's. That's a game exactly. that I completely forgot about too. That I actually looked looked good and something I wanted to jump into was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Did you get around to playing that at all? Uh, yeah, I did. It is really cool. Like it's yeah. it's it's a lot. Um, it's very there's there's always something going on. Okay, which is very cool. It's it's quite an intense uh, world, um, but it's kind of like. I don't know. There's something holding it back, and I, I was finding it very difficult while playing it, trying to figure out what that was. Yeah. Um, but it it just felt, I don't know. It just felt like almost like a eighty percent done game or a ninety percent done game when it came out. Yeah. It didn't quite. It didn't quite feel like it was one hundred percent the product that they wanted to release. Um, huh. Okay. Which is a shame. I've I've noticed that before with some previous Ghost Recon games. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that they're working over there. But I, I, yeah. I love I love Tom Clancy. I love everything Tom Clancy because he's kind of got the he's kind of got he's kind of cornering that market, you know. So yeah. it's just kind of it, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to Division Two. That is for sure. Awesome, man. Well, cool. I'll I'll have to possibly jump in there because it sounds interesting. I mean, the the setting looks great on on it with Washington D.C. and kind of that whole like rundown vibe. Yeah. So. Sounds good, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, moving on to the next game, uh, something I'm looking forward to uh, coming out also next month, March 15th, is Far Cry New Dawn. So this is the sequel to Far Cry 5. Takes place after the events uh, at the end of Far Cry 5. And this is from Ubisoft. Lead the fight against the vicious highwaymen led by twin sisters Mickey and Lou in an all-new Far Cry set in Hope County, Montana, 17 years after the global nuclear catastrophe. So uh, I've always personally enjoyed the Far Cry games uh, with their insane over-the-top action and set pieces. Loved Far Cry 3, loved Far Cry 4. Um, I played Far Cry 5. They went with more of a serious approach, it felt like, on this and not so much of the craziness. There's definitely parts of it that I enjoyed, but I never end up finishing the game. And then uh, at the Game Awards, they uh, dropped the, the trailer for A New Dawn and basically spoiled the end of that game for me uh, for Far Cry 5. I didn't realize... <laughs> Uh, that there is a nuclear bomb that went off and just killed everything. So um, I, nonetheless, I don't know if I'm going to go back and finish it now because it wasn't it, 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 it was like fine. It didn't feel like it was a bad game by any means, but it didn't feel it felt like a really safe game, even though they kind of went with a more realistic approach, if that makes sense. Um, the the yeah, setting was yeah. beautiful. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I just I don't know. Something didn't feel 
it felt like having to buy all the weapons and stuff. I don't know. I, I liked having the ability to like find everything in the, the game before. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think I'll still definitely uh, maybe jump back into Far Cry 5. But at this point, I'm kind of just looking forward to New Dawn. Looks awesome. Uh, big fan of the post-apocalyptic stuff. Uh, the color palette in the game looks awesome. And some of the weapons that they've shown off as well look fantastic. So uh, what, how are you feeling about Far Cry New Dawn? uh as opposed to far cry new dawn it just looks like rage 2.5 yeah <laughs> i don't know it's like it's just it's it's unbelievable how similar those games look um yeah, yeah. in terms of the, the style um, I, that was my the, first thought too i was like oh okay so this is just like another rage 2 with all the pink and everything <laughs> yeah right i just can't believe that two separate studios can get that close yeah in terms of you know stylistic choices but right right hey we get what we get um yeah but yeah as for as for new dawn i'm i'm excited for it but i'm so far behind in terms of like the far cry games i'm still working through far cry 4 oh, okay um i missed primal i haven't played that yet i haven't played far cry 5 but i yeah. do know what happened with far cry 5 right because i all know now you know my <laughs> yeah exactly that was like the worst kept secret ever. yeah and then yeah. um but it looked it looked really cool. So I think if they can, but it's it's just going to be a reskin, isn't it, of Far Cry Five? Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's it's basically it it takes place the same setting. So I think that's why they were able to turn it around so quickly. They did the same thing with Primal. I mean, that used the same map as Far Cry Four. It was just in a different setting. This one's going to be a little bit more similar feeling, but. Uh, obviously everything's going to be kind of post-apocalyptic so it's going to have a little bit of that mm -hmm. like rebuilding feel so um yeah, yeah I'm, i mean I'm... it's kind of like the game's coming out 12 months after far cry 5 so almost yeah almost exactly because it came out february of this last year so yeah so there's no way they'd be able to kind of like rebuild and you know start a whole new game development right right um, right, right so there's there's no doubt that it's just going to be kind of like a reskin slightly different characters uh-huh yeah um, but it's going to be i think it's going to be relatively the same kind of experience in terms of gameplay and kind of how you how you approach the game yeah um like you get a dog again right like you do in uh, Far Cry 5 i don't know at that but i imagine you will i believe there is a dog um <laughs> it, 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 won't, it won't dude it won't be the same dog that's for sure 17 <laughs> like, 17, 17 dog years survived a nuclear blast nuclear apocalypse. oh my god he's just evolved into something completely else yeah. <laughs> some kind of mutated alsatian yeah. i don't know what's yeah. going on oh my gosh i would play that game for sure jesus hell, hell yeah <laughs> well uh uh, a nice segue uh, to the next game, um, yes, something that you're looking very, forward to. And what Rage would that be? Two. All right. Rage 2. Um, this is not coming out to the, the 14th of May, but I'm, I, am, I am looking forward to it. But the thing that's kind of blowing my mind about this game is that it's coming out like eight years after the, the first one. Yeah, it's been a while. So it just kind of seems, yeah... I, I, it's kind of like the sequel that no one wanted, but maybe we deserve it. So <laughs> the first game, do you know what, right? I was in the camp of, I actually quite enjoyed the first game, but it's just kind of the game, at least physically, it came on three discs, dude. No like, shit. Oh, it wow. came on three discs. The Whoa. install base on that thing was, it was ridiculous. 
However, wow. it was super, it was super pretty. Okay. Like, like in a first person sense, it was amazing. It was just, right. it was just dripping in atmosphere. The game was amazing. Um, yeah. but maybe, but maybe they just kind of lost their way with the open world. Um, but as for a description for, for, for rage two, um, they say dive headfirst into a dystopian world devoid of society, law and order. Rage 2 brings together two studio powerhouses, Avalanche Studios, masters of open-world insanity, and id Software, creators of the first-person shooter, where you can go anywhere, shoot anything, and explode everything. Hmm. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of like, I think it's going to be balls out, because the first, the first game is kind of, it is quite conservative at some parts. Hmm. It's not all kind of like just shoot everything. It's not like a Doom game or anything like that. Right. But I do feel like, judging by what I'm seeing by the gameplay uh, for the second one so far, it looks a lot more chaotic. Um, yeah. But it looks great, like with some of the weapons and some of the, the, the enemy choices and some of like the locations and the world. It looks, it looks great. And I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. Okay. 2019. Rage so 2. I, I really do. Yeah. I mean, it looks good uh, from the E3 reveal this last year. Uh, I, I've never played the original Rage, so this is definitely a game that I don't have any uh any history with but um what to me after seeing that trailer it, it felt like you know how generic um uh the just cause games look like it's just a, yeah. a whole bunch of generic yeah. action shit you know this yeah, felt like yeah, yeah. this felt like just cause but with more of a story uh elements to it yeah. um is that like a, a good description of it or like what kind of gameplay is rage 2 gonna offer that sets it apart from other games. What's the hook? I I hope that it it's just it's obviously going to be just like a first person exploration RPG. I would yeah. say, yeah. Um, however, it should have quite a linear story, which mm -hmm. is which I think sometimes works quite well within an expansive open world. Sure. So you have quite so you have quite a good story to follow. Um, right. The first one, the first one was great in terms of the story. Um, but the, the thing that set Rage apart for me from any other first person was the locations. It's unreal. You mm. step into this, and bear in mind, this was 2011 when the first yeah. one came out. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't, they didn't announce that until like, you know, like 2008, nine. Like, so this is a long time ago now. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, the, one of the opening settlements you go in is a place called Wellspring. And it is the most, I think still for me, apart from maybe red dead redemption 2 and like gta 5 but it's one of the most well created locations like so well lived in like you're walking around and everything just is so alive you know yeah. like all of the all of the shops and all of the, the you know the civilians and everything walking past and and it's just it's exactly as you imagine like a post-apocalyptic world to, to to feel like Right. Um, and I just feel like that Rage 2 is just going to, they're going to amp that up. You know, it's been eight years, so I'm sure they've, you know, created some great ideas. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what, what they come out with. I'm actually quite excited for the game now. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how they do with that, of course. Um, always happy to have some new, uh, new titles out there that are kind of pushing the boundaries a bit. So uh, I will definitely keep an eye out on Rage 2. Uh, the next game that I'm looking forward to is the Dark Pictures Anthology, uh, Man of Medan. So 
This is an anthology horror series that's being created from Supermassive Games, uh, the developers uh, most famous for Until Dawn that we mentioned earlier on PlayStation 4. And the description of the Man of Medan story is the story of Man of Medan starts off on a dive boat in the South Pacific with a rumored World War II wreck to find and plenty of on-deck partying to be had. Our group of four young Americans and their skipper, Fliss, get ready for what should be the trip of a lifetime. But it doesn't go quite to plan. As the day unfolds and a storm rolls in, they find themselves trapped on board a ghost ship. Subjected to unimaginable stress and terror, they must try to find a way to escape the ship and its sinister history. So, Ooh, that, know, looks, right? that sounds intense, man. Yeah, yeah. So they, they've got a couple trailers out. Um, and, and honestly, give it a look. They're only like two minutes long. Very short trailers. Uh, game looks really, really good. So Until Dawn was a kind of a narrative-driven game with uh, uh, decisions to be made. And uh, a lot of those decisions ended up with uh, your friends dying in gruesome ways. So you obviously don't want that to happen. You're trying to get through the game with as little death as possible. I imagine it's going to be uh, a similar experience here, but with a uh, a shipwrecked setting, which looks very, very scary. There's definitely going to be some jump scares in this game. There were some jump scares in Until Dawn that I was not expecting that that scared the shit out of me. So I, I expect more of those. They're probably going to double down on the horror. Um, what's really interesting, though, about this is that this is the first story in a series of stories that are going to come from uh, Supermassive Games in this Dark Pictures anthology. So they're they're creating a, nice. new, a new franchise out of this, uh, kind of like the Twilight Zone or Black Mirror, where they're going to have a bunch of small stories that may or may not be connected. We don't know yet if they're going to be uh, in the same universe or not. Uh, but I'm very, very excited to see um, this one. Uh, looks, looks fantastic. So um, definitely... Uh, a game that I recommend playing co-op if you can uh, with your your girlfriend, your boyfriend, significant other, whatever that may be. Uh, pass the controller back and forth with each other. Uh, very, very fun experience for, for two people. Um, you can play it uh, with a, a group of people. It's kind of like a party game and pass the controller around that way and just, you know, everybody plays short sections of it or just run through it solo like it's intended and uh, and have a good time there, so... Sounds like uh, a whole lot of fun. Definitely. I can't wait to jump into these games. I, I'll be honest, like a game like this, that mm -hmm. completely flew under my radar. Completely flew under my radar. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I, I kind of heard that Supermassive were working on something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess this is what it is. Um, this is it. And they're pretty good with narrative, you know, driven games. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm very excited too. It looks, it looks very good. Uh, next up, uh, what what game are you looking forward to? Yeah, talking of narrative games, uh, yes. based on a game that came out a couple of years ago, Firewatch, mm -hmm. which was unreal. Um, I loved Firewatch, dude. That is when when was that? 2016, 17? I think it was 2017, 2016, 2016. Was, I think. Yeah, it was it was low key like one of my oh games. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like, I loved it. I still have the Firewatch theme on my PS4, by the way. If you if you don't have that theme, that is hands down the it's, best. It's theme. stunning. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. Like it came out. I I remember now, 2016, dude, because it was part yeah. of that whole Game of the Year discussion with Uncharted 4 inside oh, those yes, kind of yes, games. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then and everyone was like, "Oh, is it Uncharted 4? Is it inside?" And I was like, "Dude, it's Firewatch." Yeah. Like. 
like it was incredible i've never heard a narrative like it like yeah. it was absolutely sensational i love um it. uh but yeah santa monica they're working on a new game uh called in the valley of gods uh it's coming out this year uh i feel like it's gonna have a relatively similar art style should we yeah. say it looks um, like and it. it's gonna yeah. be it's, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be super kind of narrative driven, um, and games like that I can just get lost in. And it's it's another one of those games where you can kind of sit down with your significant other or a friend or whatever, and, sure. and just totally and just totally enjoy. It, you know, just get engrossed in the story. Yeah, uh, Firewatch. Firewatch is the only game. Talking going back to my girlfriend who doesn't like video games. Firewatch is the only game that I've seen her beat. And Damn. Uh, and she 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 was engrossed. Like we were, as soon as she kind of like uh, all of the things were happening with like having to open your map up and and chase yeah. like the little um, like the little sensor thing with the microphone and when you yeah. get when you go into that camp and then you find out that the, the dude is spying on you and she was she felt like she was watching like a TV episode and I think that's why she loved it so much. Yeah, um, oh, such a good game. The, it's a really good game, dude. Mm. Um, but the description for uh, In the Valley of Gods is, uh, In the Valley of Gods uh, is a single-player first-person video game set in Egypt in the 1920s. You play as an explorer and filmmaker who, along with your old partner, has traveled to the middle of the desert in this hopes of making a seemingly impossible discovery and an incredible film. Mm. Now, right off the bat, I'm going to put this out there. This feels like a... Uh, a homage almost to like king kong yeah because i can see that except ex except being instead of being set on skull island you're just set in egypt so basically i have a feeling you're going to go out there something's going to go wrong and then uh it's just going to be one of those things where it's just you're you know you're probably uncovering you know the mysteries of wherever you are yeah. um and yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to dive in. I, I think it's going to be an like a massive expansion on what they did with Firewatch. So, for example, when you pull out your microphone or your walkie-talkie, sorry, you only have like two or three choices every time you speak. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas I think they're going to have you know multiple options um, and different kind of different dialogue trees will will, will give you different results. And I, I think they're going to just expand on on the whole formula that made firewatch so great i hope so yeah i i'm a big fan of uh ancient egyptian culture and lore and the setting uh so this is definitely something the moment i saw it i was like all right i'm i'm in campo santo i'm in these guys killed it with firewatch uh they did get purchased by valve so they're uh part of uh valve's studio uh of of game publishers developers rather so it'll be interesting to see if they if they did get some additional support or additional money on this one that maybe push it even beyond firewatch uh which was a relatively independent game uh in terms of the direction and stuff but fantastic experience nonetheless if you haven't played through firewatch uh it's available now on switch as well so you can even play it there on the go very very fun game probably what four hours or so four or five hours if that very i reckon uh, um I reckon five hours I beat it. I'm sure it was five hours. Yeah. 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 Very, very fun. I, I just, I loved it. It was, it was just a, it, it felt like comfort food playing, playing through comfort food, even though you've never experienced it before. I don't know. It was just something, something dude, warm about dude, it. Dude, I'm telling you now, Firewatch with comfort food. That's what it's oh all about. Oh my gosh. Get a bowl of mac and cheese 
Cut up some Dude, hot dogs get in mac there. and cheese. Get some, get some, uh, get some Doritos on the go. That sour cream and chive dip. Ooh, Let's go, bro. buddy. That's a that's. Very and also, comfort. I just realized, low key, I just realized, I said Santa Monica Studios and not Campo Santo. So I that's take okay. That back. That's all right. Um, I, was, I, I realized. I, that, wanna... I realized that. <laughs> I realized that Kratos has nothing to do with fireworks in the mountains <laughs> and and lo- and looking for looking for trees and you know all these things. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> You were you. I didn't want. I didn't want to interrupt you, but uh, I. I know yeah, you. No, you, no, no. <laughs> you know what I meant. I. I got yeah. mixed up every time, dude. Every time I saw Canva Santa, I was just like, yeah. Santa Monica. Why and am it, Why am I getting those two mixed up? I have yeah, no idea. They sound kind of similar, you know. If If someone says it really <laughs> fast, person, keep the Santa. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. uh, moving anyway. on to another game coming out this year. Uh, the first first party title that we're going to be getting from Sony. Uh, Sony Bend is Days Gone, which comes out on. April 26th, 2019, and this is uh, an action-adventure survival horror game that's going to be set in the Pacific Northwest. And the description for it, at its core, Days Gone is about survivors and what makes them human. Desperation, loss, madness, betrayal, friendship, brotherhood, regret, love, and hope. It's about how even when confronted with such enormous tragedy, they find a reason to live. Hope never dies. So I know you and I, we've discussed our thoughts on this game off the record already, uh, but I think it's safe to say that this game is either going to catch everyone by surprise or it's going to bomb. And I think we both seem to think it's the latter. Um, Nothing's really stood out to me personally uh, from the years of coverage that we've seen on this game. It just feels really generic uh, in an era that we've got such incredible open world games now like Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Spider-Man. And even to a lesser extent, God of War, which isn't a traditional open world game, but does have some elements of the open world. Um, it's, it just seems kind of like uh, a game that maybe is three years too late. You know, it's, if it came out in 2015 or 2016, this might have been uh, a really special game. But now I, I nothing's standing out to me that really makes it feel significant or special. Yeah, I th- it, it just from everything I've seen, it just if it, it looks very dated. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. I I don't know whether to feel happy for Bend or or sad for them uh, yeah. because I I kind I kind of feel like they've made I I kind of even get the feeling after E3 what was it 2016 hmm. they they even they even had a gameplay reveal for us there yeah and um and the game looked pretty solid then like yeah. it looked it looked pretty it looked pretty done I reckon they've had that game sitting and I reckon they probably could have released it already i think yeah it felt like um, that they showed off footage that looked like what like, what are you still working on this game should be out yeah exactly and now you look back at it a few years later and somehow the, the game looks massively downgraded yeah and it's just like oh man i think i think it's gonna hit sony quite hard because i know they invested in it quite a lot yeah um yeah i, th- I think it's gonna be a shame but I, I i hope i'm wrong i really do hope i'm wrong because um I think the story is quite intriguing, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, we'll see. But I mean, it's 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 an absolute unknown at this point. I just I feel like the biggest misstep has been the marketing for it. I haven't heard anything about this game. It's like they show stuff and then they go radio silent for months at a time. And I, I mean, sometimes six months, eight months. It seems like you don't hear something, and then they'll maybe drop a trailer. Uh, you know, it just doesn't seem like there's a, a, a really a good cadence for for this release. I mean, this game's going to be out in three months, and I feel like I still don't really have a general understanding of what it really is, if that makes sense. 
after all yeah. of the releases which we've makes seen you wonder yeah. which makes you wonder that they they keep scrapping it maybe scrapping ideas and adding ideas and scrapping it again and starting again which sure. kind of it makes you wonder if artistically maybe they're not happy with something yeah um, well yeah it was supposed just, to yeah. supposed to come out originally i think in february around that crowded release time with all the big games and then they announced that they're going to push it back because they want to make sure that you know they've got additional time to work on the game which i don't know how much work they have to do in two months they can really make a difference uh i think they moved it so that it doesn't get you know swallowed up by anthem and all the big games yeah come around that f- i think if it comes out it will get absolutely trampled by yeah. Anthem and Far Cry and and all those games. So I yeah. think it's I think it's in their best interest to release in April. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm very very skeptical about this game. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I think we were discussing too. This this might be the first Sony first party title that that flops in a very very long time. I mean, what was the last game yes. that wasn't that didn't live up yes. to expectations? Dude, every single one in the last probably three or four years has just been home runs. Yeah, they've been um, on such a so tear. They really have, and they've kind of, and it's the first party games which has won it for them this generation. So absolutely, yeah. If they end, if they end the generation on like a whimper with yeah. Days Gone, then oh man, it's not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a blot, you know, on the copybook that they don't want. So right. it's just kind of. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, what's up next for you? I will tell you what's up next, dude. And that is the <laughs> game that blew my mind uh, when it was unveiled at the Game Awards. Uh, it's Mortal Kombat 11. Nice. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to say that I'm the biggest combat fan in the world. However, when they drop a new trailer, there's something about it. Like the way that they do it, the way that they release it, kind of like the aura around mm-hmm. the trailer and how mm-hmm. how they hype you up for the game. Yeah. Um, it, it just seems refreshing every time, even though essentially it's the same game. Yeah. It's just it's just a fighting game, you know. Um, but yeah, this one's got a super short des- uh, description. It comes out on the 23rd of April, by the way. Okay. Uh, short, right. short description. Uh, Mortal Kombat is back and better than ever in the next evolution of the iconic franchise. I mean, at this point, what else can you say about it? Right. Um, <laughs> if you don't know more so about combat. <laughs> it's, it's just like, they, they might as well just say, description, Sub-Zero is going to be there, Scorpion's going to be there. Yeah. Go buy the game. Right. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I mean, Mortal Kombat 10 was, was really good. That was mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air for the franchise because uh, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 9 was kind of, I don't know, it kind of fell back a little bit uh, in terms of what, what, the, what the franchise is capable of doing with previous games. Yeah. Um, but Mortal Kombat 10 was great, uh, and the XL re-release was even better with more characters and and all these things. Um, so Mortal Kombat 11, I, I have no doubt, will be fantastic. Uh, sadly, the game never ever looks like what it does in the trailer. So yeah. yeah. So keep your keep your expectations at a at a nice level, and yeah. I'm sure you'll be I'm sure you'll be happy with it. I mean, if you love it's the perfect game to kind of just chill with your friends with a beer, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Just, and just pick up the controllers and just kick the shit out of each other. It's, it's good fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat games uh, back to the Genesis days, if I recall. And uh, they've, they've always been fun. I'm, I'm not like a big fighting game, my, fighting game fan myself, personally. 
Um, you know, probably the, my favorite fighting game is Super Smash Brothers, and that's more of like a platformer fighter, not really traditional 2D uh, fighting like that. But um, I, I'm excited. The trailer looked dope as hell for this one. It was definitely like a a, a very like wow moment when you saw that initial trailer. Um, they do have a big reveal coming out uh, this week on January 17th that they've been counting down on their Twitter. So it'll be interesting to see what gets revealed there, what additional characters we may be getting. Uh, they The studio has been doing fantastic work with the Injustice games. Uh, Injustice 2, uh, I did not get around to yeah. playing yet, but that game did very, very well um, and had a lot of special uh, characters that I believe that they introduced in there. So I, I'm sure highly we'll acclaimed, highly acclaimed Injustice yeah um, yeah that's like that's like well into the 80s isn't it on metacritic so yeah yeah i heard they did game, something I think. yeah i i heard they did something special with the story mode so who knows maybe they'll carry that same dna over to mortal kombat 11 i imagine they will so yeah exciting stuff uh a game that i i'm sure i'll probably pick up and rent for a bit just to try it out uh who knows it might be it might be a, a banger uh, the next game that I'm looking forward to is Doom Eternal, which does not have a release date yet, but will be coming out this year. And it is the upcoming sequel to the critically acclaimed 2016 reboot of Doom. The description is developed by id Software, Doom Eternal is the direct sequel to the award winning and best selling Doom 2016. Experience the ultimate combination of speed and power as you rip and tear your way across dimensions with the next leap in push forward first person combat. Powered by id Tech 7, and set to an all-new pulse-pounding soundtrack composed by Mick Gordon, Doom Eternal puts you in control of the unstoppable Doom Slayer as you blow apart new and classic demons with powerful weapons in an unbelievable and never-before-seen worlds. Uh, so Doom was a surprising game for me in 2016. It was a game that I don't have a ton of nostalgia for. I played uh, one of the iterations back on PC when I was very, very young. Uh, don't recall too much of it. Uh, so my expectations were fairly low going in playing the rebooted Doom, but it ended up being one of the most pure fun games I'd played in a while. Um, I, just the combat was so fast and fluid and very satisfying to just rip those rip those demons heads apart and uh, shoot them with all sorts of fun guns and stuff. So um, a game that I was, you know, I kind of was like, ah, this is just going to be kind of an average experience. It ended up being very high uh, in my book. So um, I do have fairly high expectations going into Doom Eternal now. So I hope that they deliver so far from what we've seen. It looks like it's going to be uh, more of the same, but uh, I'm sure there will be some very fun surprises in there. Uh, did you get around to playing the Doom reboot in 2016? Yeah, I did. And I, I loved it so much. Yeah. Um, do you remember the, the launch gameplay they did for E3? I think it was 2016 for Doom, the first Doom. Yeah. Oh my god! The like the crowd, the crowd's reaction. I felt like I was at like a football game or something. It was it was in it was intense. Um, yeah. But as for the game, it was really it was really really good. I love what they did with it. The soundtrack, like you said, with Doom Eternal, um, in the first game was was really good. Uh, yeah. The 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 kind of point to point combat, like the the point to point moments in the game, mm -hmm. just kind of like going from room to room and just and it just felt it felt super dark uh, and yeah. it felt exactly like a doom game should feel yeah um and it was also it was pretty it was a pretty game yeah it was um, it looked very good yeah it was it, was, it was aesthetically so really good yeah. yeah 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 super smooth um and those the like the boss battles and everything it was it was quite intense there was moments in that game where you're like 
you, you know you're, you're holding the controller so tight you know because it's just yeah. <laughs> it gets it gets it got super intense dude um, oh yeah yeah i mean i've 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 heard a little bit about uh doom eternal but they haven't spoken about it too much no um so but i mean i th- I feel like they've been working on this game kind of maybe like back to back with rage 2 as well yeah so kind of like uh borrowing ideas and such yeah um yeah, so it seems I like think, there'd be some crossover yeah i think so so i think uh, look i mean the, the doom reboot was amazing so i have i have every faith that this one will be a continuation of that success oh yeah i have no doubt it's going to be i think it's going to be uh the same experience if not a better experience than that game and that game for a lot of people was game of the year for them that year just such a surprise yeah so, uh, i'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to some more doom some more crazy uh crazy ass guns and shit so excited for that uh let's let's bring it home with your final game that you're looking forward to this year and the inner child in me is just <laughs> wanting to escape and like run <laughs> around the room like a yeah like he's just had sweets all day and bouncing off the walls um we have Crash Team Racing Nitro Refueled, which is the remaster of the critically acclaimed 1999, I believe. Yeah. Uh, PS, PS1 uh, kart racer for the wonderful and loved Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out on the 21st of June uh, this year, this game was always, always going to come out. I mean, let's be honest, after the success of the trilogy remaster that came out last year or two years ago yeah um seemed it, inevitable. it was always gonna it was always gonna happen as soon as it dropped people were like where's crash team racing where's crash mm-hmm. team racing at when are you dropping crash team racing and it's just like <laughs> it, it's it's coming dude just just be patient yeah. um yeah so the description on this one and this description is incredible by the way it's full of puns it's amazing um <laughs> <laughs> uh crash is back in the driver's seat Get ready to go fur throttle with Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. It's the authentic CTR experience plus a whole lot more. Now fully remastered and revved up to the max. Start your engines with the original game modes, characters, tracks, power-ups, weapons, and controls. Power slide to glory and additional carts and tracks from beyond the original game. And race online with friends and crash the competition with online leaderboards. So... It seems basically it's, it's a very similar experience to what they've done with uh, Crash, the Crash trilogy remake. So yeah. they've basically taken they've basically taken the original game and they've expanded on it uh, in a more modern way with kind of you know like the online leaderboards and kind mm-hmm. of co-op racing and kind of split screen and all the rest of it. Um, I remember playing the original game and it was so far ahead of its time. It was the it, for me Crash Team Racing was the only kart racer that could get anywhere near mario yeah um and you know to some people who were just playstation guys they probably don't know about mario so they would probably say it's a way better game than mario i've played both i'd say mario is probably still a little bit better yeah for um, just but the pure kart racing just for the pure kart racing but with the but yeah. if you really if you really enjoy like the world of crash bandicoot Mm-hmm. Uh, then you will absolutely adore Crash Team Racing. If you haven't played it, I would say pick it up because it's it was a sensational game, and I'm I'm sure that it will still be really good, really good fun. Uh, yeah. And if you were, and if you were always a fan of Crash Bandicoot, then you you like myself can't wait for this can't wait for this re release. Yeah. So this is a, a game that I owned when I was younger, uh, and and for whatever reason, I cannot remember much of this game for the life of me. Uh, I, I I was never really into a lot of the kart racers, honestly. Like, 
I get the Mario Kart games just to have them to play with friends mainly. Uh, I, I play them myself, but I, it's not a game that I like invest a lot of time into. Personally, I've just just racing in general. Racing games have never been like uh, one of my passion points. So uh, that being said, I, I don't recall too much of this game, but I do know that this did have a story mode, which really set it apart from the Mario games because those just had like a Grand Prix that you go through a set of tracks. This actually had it's, like a full story. Dude, mode. It's very cool. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. So it's called it's called adventure mode. Yeah. Um, and it's basically in typical Crash Bandicoot fashion. You know, there's a bad guy who wants to come to Earth and challenge, you know, all of the different characters and and all the rest of it. Um, it's it's very cool. And you, you basically and this is another thing that what set it apart. It was it was actually almost open world, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, for the late 90s, mind blowing. Right. right. So you basically he you, you basically pick your character, whether it's Crash Bandicoot or you know any of the other characters within the universe. You have your yeah. car, and they all have they all have specific attributes. Whether it's you know it might be slightly faster, or it might be better at turning, you know all the rest of it. Right. Um, and then he just drops you into the world, and there's basically five or six different worlds, and you drive around, and you you land, you basically like like the, the original Crash Bandicoot games. You basically jump on the portal, and it takes you into the race. But in between all the races, there's different cutscenes and things like that. And it's, it's good fun. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think, nice. yeah, I mean, if you don't know anything about it, or it, like you said, you own the original game, I would definitely pick this up, give it a go. Oh, yeah. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun. Again, another one of those, you know, couch games that you can just have with some friends and some food and, and just kind of just, just have, a good, have a good time with it. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to pick this one up on Switch. Uh, I had the Crash Trilogy on PlayStation 4 before it was uh, released on Switch much later. Um, But this one just seems like the perfect game to have on Switch. These aren't going to be graphical powerhouse games that need to really be played on PlayStation in my experience. So uh, I think this will be a good game to just have on the go, be able to play with friends, you know, when you've got somebody there, you know. So I'm excited for uh, it. Better downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I definitely want to give that adventure mode a look because uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I think that would probably hook me a lot more than just doing the same races over and over and going for time, you know, yeah. time trials and stuff. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, so those are the main uh, ten games that we that we chosen to talk about. Uh, there's definitely additional games coming out this year that still look very, very good uh, that we won't spend too much time on. But uh, coming uh, later this year, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That's from uh, From Software, the Dark Souls and Bloodborne developers. Uh, looks looks good. Looks like the same kind of gameplay, just set in a uh, uh, Japanese kind of background uh, setting. You've got Wolfenstein 2 Youngblood coming uh, uh, okay. later this year as well, which... I enjoyed Wolfenstein, uh, enjoyed Wolfenstein too. I think not as much as the first one, but this one looks good. It's, uh, it can be played fully co-op, which is going to be interesting to see. Uh, Super, Super Meat Boy Forever, a game that was originally supposed to be a mobile game that they've turned back into a console game. I'm excited for that. I love the original Super Meat Boy, so that will be a lot of fun. A game that came out of uh, nowhere this last E3, uh, Control, which uh, is by this uh, studio that did... Uh, Quantic Break and Alan Wake, if I recall, uh, looks like a very trippy. Uh, yeah. I think it was Quant. I think it was Quantum Break. Quantum but Break. Is, Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good game. Very, very, very good game. Yeah. I never played either of those games, uh, but I know that they kind of have like a little bit of a sci-fi theme to them, if I recall right. A little bit otherworldly. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very kind of um, 
very story driven. You kind of feel like you're playing like an episode of a TV show. Ooh. Um, but it's very good. And it had real world actors playing the, the game, the characters in the game as well. Yes, I do remember um, that in Quantum Break. Uh, right? What is it? The dude, the dude in, oh, what is it? One of the X-Men movies. Uh, one of the newer X-Men movies. The guy who has the power with ice or something like that. Uh, one of the younger guys. Um, he plays the main character in Quantum oh, okay. Break. Um, and also, you know, in Dark Knight Rises, if you saw Dark Knight Rises, um, yes, I did. The the intro scene when Bane is in that plane, uh, and he takes the plane down. Um, the guy who is questioning him in the plane, he plays the villain in Quantum Break. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really really cool. Uh, Quantum Break was brilliant. Alan Wake was brilliant, and Control just looks off the charts with its physics. Like I have no idea how they're managing to make that game work. It looks amazing. It looks very cool. And to answer your question, uh, Sean Ashmore is the actor who played Iceman in X Men, and he is the main character in Quantum uh, Break. Jack Joyce, indeed. And then, uh, Aiden Gillen is the antagonist, mm. Paul Serene. That's the dude. That's, that's the, the dude. dude. Yep. That's the dude. <laughs> that's the guy. So Control, very excited for. Uh, again, it was a game that I don't think anybody knew was coming because they had been so long since they've done anything. Uh, that looks very, very fun. Um, another game coming out this year that's been in the works for a very long time is Dreams, the new Media Molecule game. Looks like a, a, a very, very creative game, um, just like Little Big Planet, a lot of level design. But this one, you can pretty much create anything, uh, they've basically said. So um, I, I like these kind of games, not for the actual creative aspect, but to see what other people make. Because I, I don't have patience yep. for... Um, like the level creator in Little Big Planet, those always were so clunky to navigate through. So if the if the controls are easier uh, on Dreams, then hopefully hopefully uh, making levels or making games will be a little bit more straightforward. Uh, but I, I always I always love to see what other people come up with in the community because people are so damn creative. Uh, if Super yeah. Mario Maker is any indication of that uh, of what the type of games people were able to make. Somebody made like a Metroid style game uh, with Mario uh, where it had like a, a whole yeah. password system that was integrated. And I was like, oh, how do people dude. come up with this shit? You know, where it dude, actually dude, had like spending, gated lock. Yeah. Days, days and oh, days. Yeah. Oh, things. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Incredible. So this this looks very, very interesting. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like a day one for me or if it's something that I'll wait on. We'll see. But Dreams uh, supposedly coming out this year. Another game that's been pretty quiet under the radar that they showed off at uh, Paris Games Week, I think, last year, two years ago, a Concrete Genie. So this looks like an interesting little graffiti-based story art game. Looks cool. I don't know if it's going to be like a, a massive success for Sony, uh, but it looks interesting nonetheless. Um, and then some games that we have question marks for. Not sure when they're coming, but it's very possible that we might get one of these this year. Uh, and of those games, we have Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part 2, Death Stranding, and Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, definitely, these games seem like they are a, a ways off still. But um, Matt, what do you think of those four that we could get this year, 2019? I mean, first off, I would say those four games are probably the four most anticipated games, period. Yeah, no doubt. Um, whether whether they're coming out this year or next year or whatever, um, I think. I mean, we 
we had this discussion off the record. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm, I have a, I have a funny feeling that The Last of Us Two is coming before any of them. Okay. I mean, I know, you, I know, you, you seem to believe that Ghost of Tsushima is, but yeah. I think I, I really want Ghost of Tsushima to come out this year. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, the game from what they showed us at E3 last year, it looked pretty. It looked pretty. I, I don't want to say it looked done. Yeah. But it looked, it looked very looked clean very already. Good. It looked very good. Yeah. Yeah. It looked very good. Yeah, I was I was super impressed. It was it was, it was actually a sleeper sleeper hit for the the Sony press conference. Yeah, definitely um, was. I don't. I, I think Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us Two could come out in 2019. But if if they if one of them comes out in 2019 and the other in 20 or the or vice versa, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Um, Death Death Stranding is not a 2019 game. I don't think that's even this generation. That's a PS5 game, in my opinion. That's that's um, yeah. That seems the farthest off to me. That or yeah, because if if you think about it, like Kojima left, he left Konami when twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen, one of twenty fifteen, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's just say, let's just say it took him, I don't know, like a well six months to bring everyone over to his little in house studio. They yeah. probably didn't start. They probably didn't start production on Death Stranding in earnest mm-hmm. until like twenty twenty sixteen at the yeah, very maybe early. Late. Yeah exactly so i mean they're probably still playing around with ideas in that year and then yeah there's no way that's coming out this year um no, no. and cyberpunk 2077 is probably coming out in 2077 so i mean <laughs> i mean it's just damn it i dude i want to play that waiting. game so bad I'm not, dude i'm yeah. i i have cyberpunk 2077 is literally the game that i've wanted ever since i was four years old five years yeah. old like yeah. it's Oh, it looks so oh. good, and that forty-five minute um, gameplay reveal they they dropped on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, unreal. I am that so blew, in, that, dude. That, yeah, that whole thing just blew my mind. Like, yes, when 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 your character is like going down the lift and like walking through the city for the first time. Oh my god! And gosh. like you see like the world and everything just flying around you and like people uh-huh. walking around. It's like and the car, dude. That car that oh, that, that guy's got is so cool. Yeah, dude, that game is that game is gonna blow people away. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that that game will be sensational. Nothing short of sensational. I have full faith. Yeah. In, uh, in Project Red, I I, I know oh. they're gonna kill it. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Out of all the games coming out that we are aware of, this is at the very top of my list, hands down. Like without a doubt, it's the aesthetic that I love so much, and the gameplay and the the open world aspect and the verticality of that world. Just everything looks so, so, so good. I just want some more information on it personally. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I don't I think, think I, don't... I think we should be, I think we should be very grateful for the big 45 minute gameplay. Yeah. Game that they gave us. That was fantastic. Um, it really, really was. And it also yeah. shows the, it also shows the confidence that they have in their product. Right. Um, right. Not many game developers would do that. Yeah. Um, and it was and it was very well handled as well, like the narration on the demo mm-hmm. as well, and showing us all the aspects of the game. And uh, yeah, dude, I, I I'm telling you, I don't care what year that game comes out, but it's game of the year. I don't care. Oh yeah, it's gonna be uh, hard to compete against. That's for sure. Uh, well, Matt, yep. thanks again for joining me this week to chat about video games. It was a pleasure. Um, where can folks find you, you are- online? Uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on again for another show. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you're uh, you're absolutely killing it at the moment and it's uh it's it's a pleasure to be on the show um Thanks, dude. Yeah, you're that. welcome bro um yeah so you can find me just basically everywhere uh facebook instagram twitter matt jeffrey uh jeffrey spelled j-e-f-f-r-a-y the posh way because i'm british and boring <laughs> so um uh yep so that's at matt jeffrey on twitter and it's at matt jeffrey on instagram fantastic dude thank you and once again if you have any gaming related questions you'd like to ask me either tweet at me at iye podcast or email me at the email address hello at in your i'll make sure to answer your questions on the next episode and if you enjoy the podcast consider visiting patreon.com slash in your element and supporting at the one dollar level or above to receive all future episodes early and ad free Gain a Patreon exclusive role in the In Your Element Discord server where you can hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you consume the show on, and leave a review if you enjoy the content. Until next time, see you later, elementalists. Is in your possession. You are in great danger.